0: It's giveaway time. Love, Fandor. Here's your chance to get some free swag. Need a new fanny pack? Well, we've got you. Maybe a new gym T. <laughs> it's the time. All you have to do is tag us on Instagram or duet us on TikTok. That's at Fandor Films. If you can prove to us your love for film, there's a good chance we'll reach out to gift you some sweet new drops. That's at Fandor Films on Instagram and TikTok. Hey everyone, welcome to another or video podcast. My name is Hooman, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Chris Kelly. How you doing, folks? Glad to be here, as always,
2: with this excellent crew.
0: And uh, today we have a really, really special guest. I know I say that every time. We've got the director of Traveling Light, Bernard Rose, and Hello. the star of the film, Danny Houston. Oh Bye. my gosh. <laughs> Listen, Danny. We uh, we're we're gonna start with Bernard, but Danny, I just want you to know the biggest star uh, we've uh, interviewed up to date has been Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and now we've trumped Elvira with you.
2: Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> want to trump Elvira. That would be a terrible <laughs> thing to do. Uh, um, um, I'm honored. I'm honored to be uh,
0: on the same show as her. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Bernard, uh, congratulations on your film, Traveling Light. You're the director. Could you please tell us what your film's about?
1: Well, I mean, the film has a very unusual um, genesis in as much as that, um, obviously, the sort of event that affected everybody worldwide in, in uh, <clears throat> March 2020 was, um, was in full flow, and, and we didn't really know how to react to it. uh, at the time nobody was really working so we wanted to do something in response to it but obviously the situation was unfolding in front of us so nobody really knew what was going to happen or or why so uh, I had some sort of vague kind of structural ideas about parties and things and strange things going on up on my Holland Drive But, but really it was impossible to um to know what was happening at that period and that moment at the beginning of the pandemic, because nobody knew. No one had a clue. Everyone was kind of floundering around in the dark. So we kind of left the door open and very much responded to what ha- was happening. And, and I think that turned out to be a good thing, because we start. I started out wanting to make a film about, um, you know, the coronavirus pandemic in Los Angeles in the early days, but it ended up being as much as anything a film about uh, the George Floyd murder. But I don't want that to make it sound like it's too solemn because it's really a kind of satirical comedy because it's about some haute bourgeois people on Mulholland Drive and homeless people in in tent encampments. And Tony Todd plays uh, an Uber driver who kind of goes between the high and the low and um, ferries the food up the hill. The people who are isolating basically out there doing drugs, you know, right? Right,
0: all right. Well, uh, you have a super impressive cast, Bernard, and yeah. I, I'm uh, you got Tony and you got Danny Houston. Uh, Danny, how, why did you say yes to this? How did you say, how did this come across your desk? Like, tell us the story there.
2: Well, I'll, I'll always say yes to Bernard no matter what what he's making uh, uh, we've, we've made um, quite a few films now I'm proud to say um, so that's just the way it goes. Um, and uh, as far as as far as by trying to grasp what it was that he was that he was making <clears throat> or going to make for that matter um, we talked uh, a little bit about Ed um, Edgar and Poe uh, Mask of the Red Death. Uh, we talked a little bit about exterminating angel. Um, and um, we, uh, we knew that the setting was going to be, uh, you know, somewhere near our surroundings, our specific surroundings, uh, because we were all isolating um, in the sort of COVID uh, madness of, of, of that moment in time. Uh, but I didn't really know where the story was going to go specifically. Uh, so what I did is I had a... a, a, a a uh, beach bag and the beach bag the beach bag could produce anything at any point um and um and that was sort of my my bag of tricks for any for any unexpected event um and um i think we mentioned here, here. that danny,
1: danny of course is playing a guru he's playing a kind of uh a cult leader right Cult leader yes well what yeah. is the basis of your cult danny what, what is I, what the basis of your cult in the film.
2: Well, the basis of my cult really is—it's uh, never really fully expressed. That—that—that uh, um, that, that may may require another a, another film. Um, but it's—it's—you um, know, I took a few a few pages from. There was a restaurant uh, here called the Source uh, that you may may know of, um, and. Um, and I, you know, I didn't necessarily want it want to be too demonic, um, but uh, it it could potentially turn into something uh, demonic at any point. So I just wanted to—I just wanted to keep that in reserve in case in case Bernard wanted to go darker. Uh, Danny, you, you can know- do a
0: sequel or a prequel about your cult. <laughs>
2: uh- I would love—I mean, I would love to explore the character that I played in Bernard's film further that's that's for sure yes
0: Danny. uh you know you're you're getting to a point where you're constantly typecast as the bad guy uh i'm thinking obviously fallen angel wolverine now this demonic cult like are you okay with that always being that bad guy um, well, I mean, as, as you obviously
2: as you perform, you don't necessarily you know play it that way. Uh, that's that's usually makes it more chilling if you don't. Uh, uh, but I love uh, bad guys. I mean, I'm I'm completely you know they're they're the they're the characters that you can chew on that you can enjoy. Uh, they're rich. Uh, um, um, usually the the good guys for me are are, are just a, a tad
1: bland
0: yeah yeah. Bernard, um how many days did it take to shoot this film from from yeah, beginning to end?
1: Oh, it wasn't fast. I think we did a, we were shooting for an entire month, but because of the way that eh, I like to shoot, we didn't do very long hours. Oh. Um, I, I don't I like to shoot everything in short bursts, but you know, the time of day was very critical in this film because it co- it covers a twenty four hour period. And you really see the position of the sun. So the, the position of the sun was as much my screenplay as anything. And uh, so, so it had. We don't have a multiple days. So I could be in the different places at the right time of day, you know? What's, uh, what's the most amount of takes you've uh, made
0: Danny do for a shot?
1: In this film, one, we never did more than one for anything. Unbelievable. He, Danny's that good, huh? He gets it all in one take? Well, I have a whole theory about this whole multiple takes business. You, you know where it comes from. It comes from two things. It comes from, first of all, from the fact that, of course, in the old days, we used to use 35mm film, so we didn't really know what we had. We certainly couldn't look at it back on the set. And the second thing comes from, also in the old days, I'm talking like silent days, chaplain days, they couldn't make what's called dupe negatives. So all the prints had to be made from the camera negative which was fine until you got to Charlie Chaplin, who, who made so many prints, that went so many places all over the world that the negatives used to wear out. So what, the, what Chaplin had to do is he couldn't just have one shot that was good. He had to have maybe 10 negatives of every shot so they could make up a minimum of 10 ultimately very similar but minutely different versions of the same film so they could make the sufficient number of prints that he needed to be sending all over the world this is dead tech now yeah.
0: that's um, so fascinating that was just like a walk down like a, a film class yeah, well, thank you. Literally- Film, film history is one of the things that we do like to talk about here. Uh, yeah. On the, rest of the podcast, and so it fits right in. Um, with there being so many
2: movies about sort of a day or a, a couple of days in Los Angeles, um, were there any in, from the past that you felt uh, uh, particularly inspired by?
1: Well, name some, actually. I can't think of one off <laughs>
0: I mean, it could be everything from L.A. Story to, you know, well, more a comedy, obviously. But, um, you know, but, uh, you know, uh,
2: what, Two Days in the Valley. Uh, uh, there's all sorts of different possibilities
1: uh, for uh, you know, well, shortcuts. Was that over a 24 hour period? I think it was, wasn't it? I think yeah. so. That was a great movie. I, I think that definitely influenced me, even if I only subconsciously. That was a great movie. I think it was because I remember them all ending up at dawn in the tub with matthew modine oh, it, into the night um was one, night. one that i particularly like yeah. yeah well i think that's the thing about la you know we only have two seasons night and day so you know <laughs> you, uh,
0: you, have,
1: you have you have oscar season oh, oh and we have award season <laughs> night day and and i guess pilot season
0: but... uh danny have you ever gone to bernard and said um i need to do two takes i need to do three takes
2: well, you know, usually it isn't a question of, of of takes. I don't think we're thinking that in those in that way. Um, we're trying to. I mean, I've I've worked with him a certain amount now, and I think I guess different projects require different different techniques, different um, different styles. Um, but um, with this film in particular, we're, 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 we, he was documenting a period of time. Um, so, so, you know, maybe we'd sit around a table and we'd talk and, and Bernard would be shooting it from different angles and hence it gave him the ability, ability to cut some of the dialogue out if necessary or to play, play, play the scene in a particular way. Um, so um, even though he probably wouldn't admit uh, to covering a scene, um, he's shooting it. In in a way that's loose enough so that it, you can cut it uh, wow. um, and and be specific about what it is that we what we want to see. Um, our first cut was a, was a beautiful, long, gorgeous cut, um, which uh, it's, it's in a way we there were certain sacrifices that had to be made um, to reduce it to a normal length. Um, but um, the the longer cut is is uh I found it, you know, a real luxury to see it because I could see, I could see that the, the the genesis and the the birth of the whole of, of the whole of the whole idea. And then, of course, it needs to be sculpted and chiseled a little bit, and a little bit needs to be tucked in there, and and and, and the narrative becomes more clear.
1: Yeah, wow. you said that the trick is 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 that I shoot it <clears throat> in a very informal style, but the idea is to make it look kind of when it's all cut together, like David Lean shot it. And, mm-hmm. it. and it's a trick. And you'd ask me, how is this trick pulled off? And I have to tell you, I can't tell you how it's pulled off. <laughs> it's my trick. Nice. <laughs> That's the
0: question. That was the question he warned <laughs> us about really- at the beginning, Chris. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell, tell us your favorite. Uh, we'll start with you, Bernard. We'll, tell us your favorite scene in the film. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Gosh, you know, I, I, it's hard to say. I mean, I th- there's many, many things that I'm very amused by in the movie. I mean, you know, I I, I, I mean, I love, I love that scene at the end where Danny and Tony are in the car. I don't want to, Talk about it because we'll give away too much. But also, there's some of the stuff where they're going crazy up in the house. The stuff where Stephen Dorff is is caught out in a, in a cupboard in an compromising position. And there's some great stuff with Tony. All the stuff with with Tony Todd, where he's searching for his son, um in the homeless encampments. Um, I mean, it was very close to being real because Tony was. I'm not saying this out of school because he's he said it publicly tony really was searching for his son in homeless encampments. Wow. wow so it it had a real sting to it and um it was it was a fascinating like journey going down there talking to people and putting them in the film the people were uh, not all of them but um some of them were people who were actually unhoused you know and yeah. um obviously that's the one of the biggest issues you know that and the whole sort of you know george floyd racial divide thing in in the city i mean these these are the things uh, you know i wasn't trying to approach these issues as a polemic but but those are the issues of of present day la you know yeah yeah and danny
0: it, danny what's your favorite scene in the film
1: um
2: <clears throat> i quite liked you know the scenes the scenes in the house uh specifically for my character um and and these 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 moments of uh, sort of pseudo spirituality, I, I guess you know, there's 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 a way that Burnett shot it, and these sort of out of focus moments with the palm trees, the sort of California dreaming aspect of it. I think I think that there is a there there was a sort of a silence and a and a moment of contemplation uh, that existed there for a minute uh, that we could be critical of as as observers as far as uh, the sort of uh sellable spirituality of it all uh but um there was there was truth there was a sort of moment of repose a moment a moment of serenity um, and and i think um i think bernard caught that and in that way the film is a a document of that specific moment in time and you know like like in mask of the red death or or, uh, or in other tales such as th- these, uh, <clears throat> Rome, Rome was burning um, uh, beneath us, um, and it was actually happening.
0: Um, um, it wasn't. Literally called fire. Created. Yeah, uh, Bernard, what's uh, what's next for you?
1: Well, good question. I'm hoping <laughs> to become gainfully employed somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Danny, hire him for something. <laughs>
1: Uh, he, hires have, he hires me. I have various <laughs> projects, but you know, you know how it is. The moment I mention them to you, that will evaporate. Oh,
0: I thought the moment you mentioned it to us, like you know, it uh, we're, we're, we're the green light show. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: well, we are the green light show. All right, so you're not going to tell us? Do you know what it is, Danny? You know what he's working I don't on? You'd have to kill us. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's up to some devilish plan. I, I assure
2: you. Uh, um, and um, de- devilish is 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 the clue.
1: <laughs> I have another film. I definitely. So I I, I, feel, I I'm very. I like to make s- strange little films in Los Angeles that sort of use the city as a kind of character. And there is definitely another one I want to do. But you know, I I I, I just there's something I love about L.A. N- not in the traditional sense of looking at L.A. You know, with people normally when they want to represent it, it's always Hollywood and glamorous and this and that. I, I love, I love that sort of slight, the, the, the sort of slight pull of desperation that you sometimes feel here of all those people who came here and didn't make it. You know. Yes. It's like oh, me.
0: <laughs> that's the clue. It seems like you've done okay, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the clue, Chris. He just gave us the clue. His no? next film is going to be about the people who didn't make
1: it. Or well, maybe they did, because even when they do, they it always it always runs into trouble.
2: Right. Well it, 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 pulp fiction or
1: <laughs> no, pulp fiction is a great example of a great LA film and so is Jackie Brown actually. Uh-huh. Right?
0: Yep. What about Heat? I was thinking oh, heat. Well,
1: heat, of course. Yeah. yeah. these are these are the great and Sunset Boulevard, of course.
0: Uh-huh. Uh Danny, what's next? You, for you? you can go all the way back.
1: I love all the noir here, the big sleep and all those films mm-hmm.
0: as well. Absolutely, uh, Danny. What's next for you?
2: Uh, I'm not exactly sure what's next. I just I just finished a film in uh, in Italy, um, where I play a a junky priest, <laughs> in in and it's mainly in Italian. So that was that was quite a quite a challenge for me, but also uh, something I could I could enjoy because I was born in I was born in Rome, and so I speak a little Italian. I was I was able to show off a little bit. So I, I, that was that's what I just what I've just finished.
1: Very
0: nice. Oh, nice. all right listen we're, we're gonna uh by the way the film once again is traveling light check it out on fandor um i want you guys both to leave us with one movie and it doesn't matter what the movie is just as long as the movie matters to you it doesn't have to be your favorite film of all time but i just if you if you could just leave the people watching this with the movie whether they've seen it or haven't seen it whether it's famous or infamous what would it be who wants to go first <laughs> Uh, to, uh, Treasure, Treasure of the Sierra Madre um, is, is,
2: is the one I choose. Uh, uh, my, my grandfather, Walter Houston, um, and my father, John Houston, directed it. Um, Walter
0: acted in it. Um, it's, uh, it's probably my favorite film of all time. Wow, that's a huge statement. Beautiful.
1: Bernard? Well, I think you know, if we're talking L.A. films... I'd have to, I'd have to plump for Holland Drive, which I just is, you know, it's it's such an enduring classic, even though I mean it was made as recently as two thousand early two thousands, but it feels oh, yeah. like it was, yeah. it was it was like nostalgic for itself even during its own running time. Well, if
2: we're if we're talking
1: LA films, I guess Chinatown. Yeah. Chinatown, of course. All right, Danny gave us two, so
0: Bernard, you got to give okay. us one more.
1: Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I would say Sunset Boulevard, but I've already seen it. I think, I think I actually completely adore The Big Sleep because it it just has this really wonderful... You know, you can still see that LA if you half close your eyes where there's bookshops and, and houses and people living in green. It just there's that wonderful kind of corruption and it goes right down to the root of it. I mean, Chinatown feels like a remake of The Big Sleep to me in some ways. It's a very beautiful, wonderful remake of it. But, you know, it has a, a, lot, of, a lot of plot similarities, actually. And maybe, maybe we should
2: share Sunset Boulevard, because that's got that's got to be one.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just a masterpiece, Sunset Boulevard. It, and, and, and the thing about Sunset Boulevard is you can't remake that film, because because unlike the casting is completely real. Gloria Swanson was a movie star from the silent era. She was directed by Eric von Stroheim and Cecil B. DeMille. Who are both in the movie? Cecil B. DeMille was the first guy to make a movie in Hollywood, and the only one who survived as a big director till the, into the fifties, really, you know. But it's it's and Buster Keaton is in the movie. I mean, the movie is so authentic in terms of the real people really there, and it, it you know and that's why any time they try and redo it, even the musical, it's like yeah okay, it's nice, but the film is something very 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 special, you know. Maybe I can be your
2: maybe I can be your Gloria Swanson to your Eric von Stroheim.
1: There we go. <laughs>
0: um, I have an idea for you guys. Hearing yeah. you talk right now about your love for film, you two, Bernard and Danny, should do a uh, fifteen-minute podcast on one movie and why you love it. Yeah. And just yes, do it yeah. one, Just do it once a month. People will tune in. Yes, absolutely. What it's do you think of that idea? It's it's our next interview. We'll we'll come back. <laughs> well, exactly. We'll, we'll we'll produce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. W- yeah. Would you guys do that with us? You guys pick one or two movies, and we'll just sit there and listen to you guys talk about
2: it. And then we'll be like, "Well, that's the show." <laughs> <laughs> not it's, that's not a hard. That's not a difficult to ask. I mean. Yeah, I know.
1: Any any time. I mean, I can talk endlessly about different movies. You know, <laughs> uh, did did you- film history is very short. I mean Danny's what? Your third generation or fourth generation in the movie business? I'm third, I believe. Right, but the but but like Walter's father was he was a theater man, wasn't he? What was Walter's uh, father? no,
2: Walter's father was not a no, he was a car uh, carpenter. <clears throat> well,
1: he, he was the good. first I, guy I, I, in the business in What was that? Was Walter the first guy? Yes, in yes,
2: Walter was the first. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, but you couldn't be older than Walter Houston in the movie business. That's how young the movie business is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, okay, listen, I only have Steven's email, and I don't even know who Stephen is. I guess he's your agent, your manager. Stephen Nozikov, you mean? Yeah. The guy yeah, he's my, he's my manager.
2: He's, my manager. he's I'm, I'm All right.
0: It. I guess I'll have to set this up through him, right? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. We're going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> do it. Um, Chris, do you think we're going to hear from these guys again? I think we will. <laughs> will. I think we will. I think we've <laughs> had a good time. That's <laughs> the most important thing, right? We have, exactly. Exactly, Chris. Danny, Bernard, we we wish you nothing but the best. Congratulations on your film, *Traveling Light. We're so excited to have it on FanDor, and uh, we know it's going to be a huge success for us as
1: well. Thank Thank you very much. much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys.